Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Entercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope PDX are Emily Beltron and Rena Mahajan from Project Pooch. And Emily is the program administrator. She handles fundraising, grant writing, event management, volunteer management, and strategic planning for Project Pooch, Inc. Emily has a bachelor's degree in psychology and has devoted the last 10 years of her life to the nonprofit animal industry with four years of canine training experience she's drawn to pooch's innovative program that combines helping dogs and people and we'll learn a little bit about, about that in just a second rena mahajan is the office manager at project pooch inc where she handles the social media reviews adoption applications and does bookkeeping she joined project pooch in september of 2017 after moving to the area from boston where she worked in human resources for an education nonprofit. hey thank you guys so much for being here really appreciate it yeah, thank yeah. you so much for having us. So uh, let's just get a little bit uh, more information about each of you, if we could, just to start off and give the listeners a, a taste of who we're talking to. Emily, uh, could you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit more and, and where you're from? And you can feel free to add on to uh, your job description if if I didn't do a good enough job there in the <laughs> intro. You did a great job. Um, yeah, I'm from a, a little bit of everywhere. I, I grew up in New York for 10 years, lived in Florida for 10 years, in California for four years, and now I'm here in Oregon. So transitioning to life here um, with seasons again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All four seasons. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Rena, how about you? From Boston. So you're used to the, the cold uh, this time of year, at least. Yeah, so I'm actually or, from or spent LA time in Boston. originally. Um, But I did spend the last five years in Boston, um, so definitely used to the winters. Um, Moved here in September of 2017, and yeah, enjoying life in the Pacific Northwest so far. Awesome. Well, let's let's talk about your company, Project Pooch Inc. You guys are located off Boone's Ferry Road in in the Lake Oswego area. Um, I know that's an acronym, so tell us what it stands for and what you guys are all about. Yeah, so um, the acronym actually stands for Positive Opportunities, Obvious Change with Hounds. And so we are a nonprofit that partners with McLaren Youth Correctional Facility in Woodburn, Oregon, to pair shelter dogs with incarcerated youth. And so we've actually been around for 25 years, and we're one of the first organizations of our kind. Um, we're very much focused on the human-animal bond. Um, so basically, the youth train these dogs, groom them, and prepare them for adoption. And so it just ends up being a win for the dogs, for the youth, and for the adopters. So that's essentially what we do. Awesome. And then I was reading on your website a little bit of the uh, on the uh, About Us tab, and their website is uh, pooch.org. You can check it out there. It sounds like you were founded all the way back uh, in 1993. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you were founded? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, we were founded by Joan Dalton, who was the vice principal at McLaren Lord High School at the time. Um, she noticed that a lot of her students were hands-on learners who loved animals. And so um, she essentially started Project Pooch with just one dog and one youth. And ever since then, it's really grown and taken off from there. Okay. And so, what? I mean, what kind of dogs... Um you know, come into the program. Um, and then what you, you mentioned the, uh, the school that you partnered with, I can't remember off the top of my head, but what kind of dogs at least to start, uh, come into the program here? Yeah, so we actually take all kinds of dogs. Um, we find that it's really helpful to take in different breeds, ages, um, sizes, just so that the youth can learn from, you know, different kinds of dogs. Every dog is different. Um, some are more energetic than others. Some take a little longer to train than others. Um, older dogs definitely have different needs than the younger ones. So we really want the youth to learn to, um, you know, work with and respect all life. And so um, we're really open to taking different kinds of dogs, often the ones that we take are labeled unadoptable, actually. And so the youth really have the chance to work with them and um, kind of turn their lives around. And when they're working with the dogs and correcting the dog's behaviors, they often are able to modify their own behaviors as a result. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to hop in there as well. Uh -huh. Um we do have, so we try and take in the dogs, again, that are unadoptable, but we try and take in older dogs because we know that the puppies, you know, have an easier time of getting adopted. We try and take in working breeds, so we wind up with um, more, um, uh, a lot of herding breeds um, just because they have more energy and they don't always do well in the shelter environment. So we know that those are the ones that really need the most help and who would benefit most from our program. We try and match the dogs with the uh, experience level of the youth that we have in the program currently to make sure that everybody's set up for success. Uh, so things do vary. We take on smaller breed dogs, we take on senior dogs, and uh, we try and take on the little guys when we can as well. Okay. And are these dogs, do they just come from all over the state of Oregon or where, I mean, where, where, where exactly do they come from? Yeah, so we mainly pull them from shelters around the area. Um, often if a shelter is overcrowded or um, if a volunteer at a local shelter thinks that they have a dog that would be a good fit for our program, they'll reach out to us and we'll come and visit and do a little temperament test on the dog and um, hopefully take the dog into our program. Okay. And we are talking with Emily and Rena from Project Pooch, Inc. You can check out their website. It is pooch.org, www.pooch.org. A uh, bunch of information uh, on there about uh, ways to support the cause, news, events, uh, upcoming events, contact information, etc. The mission on there says, uh, your guys' mission is to provide opportunities for youth in corrections to learn responsibility, patience, and compassion for all life by working with shelter dogs. Obviously, you guys have seen this firsthand, and that's a pretty cool cause that I think a lot of listeners would care about. Uh, how how does that work, and why does it work um, from your guys' experience over the years um, of that interaction between the dogs and the youth who are... I guess, at, at both uh, in times of need in their life. Yeah, so um, something that we've definitely seen quite a bit is that it 
teaches the youth um, responsibility and reliability. Um, I think just because they need to show up at the same place every day, every morning, and, you know, care for their dogs, make sure that their dogs are fed and groomed and um, healthy. And so um, a lot of our youth actually have children of their own. And so um, when they reenter society, they're able to apply these skills that they've learned and um, become, you know, responsible parents and reliable parents. Um, in addition, the youth actually get a portion of the adoption fee and that goes towards restitution and child support. So even when they're at McLaren Youth Correctional Facility, they're learning the importance of being responsible and productive members of society. Mm -hmm. um, it also teaches them patience just because each dog kind of sets the pace. Um, some dogs are easier to train than others. Um, some might learn their commands right away. Others might take a lot longer. So they kind of have to learn to adjust to the pace of each dog and just um, remain positive, you know, despite um, all the challenges that might arise. And how do the pairings uh, occur between the dog and the youth? And that's a great question. One of the things that we look for, again, is um, for youth uh, for dogs in the shelter that would match with a specific use uh, experience level. So currently we have uh, a lot of new youth in the program. Many of the youth have aged out or moved to uh, an adult correctional facility um, or in transitional programs at the moment. So we've got newer youth and we're taking on easier cases. Um, but one of the benefits of our program is that because the youth are coming from um, environments where they may not have had a lot of unconditional love in their life or they've never really um, been able to express their emotions freely, working with dogs really makes that an easier process. Um, some of the youth, um, you know, when they first come to the program will be hesitant to speak to the dog like the way that we all do. Hey, buddy, how you doing? But as they get used to working in the program and working with the dogs, they realize that they're not going to be judged for that. It's okay to express those emotions. Um, and I think that that really helps a lot. It helps them with their compassion. Um, they, some of them have come from environments where there's abuse in the home and some of them are shut down. Um, they don't, you know, they're not able to really express their feelings. Um, so they act out for attention and learn that they're, you know, behaving um, in a more rash way, might get a reaction uh, or attention from their peers or uh, authority figures in the area or in, in their lives. Mm -hmm. So by working with dogs and some of the dogs who are a little bit more nervous um, and may start to kind of clam up when they get um, when they're feeling riled, that helps to teach them to really look at their own behaviors and seeing, you know, how that's affecting their dogs so that they can behave compassionately in interactions with others. Yeah, I imagine one of the challenges with this is getting, you know, both sides to kind of break the ice, so to say, as far as, um, you know, feeling comfortable around each other. Do you guys help do that? Or how does that how does that work? And do the, does, do, do the youth who participate in this, are they... Um, volunteering themselves or is this something someone has volunteered them for and, and yeah how does that all work as far as kind of the origin of it 
Yeah, so the youth actually have to apply to be a part of Project Pooch, so they have to be in good standing at McLaren Correctional Facility. Um, They can't have any um, record of animal abuse on their record. Um, And there is an interview process, so they do learn, um, you know, what it's like to apply for a job and write a resume and all of that. And um, a lot of the youth that want to take part in Project Pooch Pooch, um, grew up with dogs in their home and, you know, they miss their dogs and want to work with them. And so um, basically we treat Project Pooch like a full-time job as if, um, you know, they're going to work every day and um, they do get a portion of the adoption fee as well. So it really prepares them for when they reenter society and um, go and get a job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is important to mention that they do have the ability to leave the program. So it is voluntary. Um, They're not, you know, forced to stay there, you know, in a contract, um, like at a contractual setting um, as they would in, in some uh, employment environment. So it is very much, you know, at their own discretion. I see. Yeah. And then that was kind of my next question and you might've been getting at it there, but just as far as the way that Project Pooch differentiates from other dog rescues in the area, um, how would you kind of describe that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, we mentioned that a lot of the dogs that we take on are deemed unadoptable. So because we have the facility and the ability to really take these dogs on and spend the time with them, um, the uh, we're able to take the dogs that might be more reactive towards other dogs or other people and help them through those things, give them the tools that they need so that they can succeed in the next chapter of their life. And because they are with us for a little bit longer, um, you know, two to three months before they receive their canine good citizenship certification, um, which is a requirement for them to be eligible for adoption, we really know them inside and out. So we're able to match potential adopters with the right fit for them. Um, we do uh, home visits where the pet can actually stay inside the adopter's home overnight to see how that fit works. Um, and we really, we do make a commitment to these dogs for their life. Uh, so if, you know, they're really struggling and we're having a hard time finding an adopter, we'll keep them for as long as it takes for them to find the right home. We also, um, our founder just started a sanctuary at her in her facility. So we, she takes the dogs that we've had for a long time that may not be safe to adopt out to the public for whatever reason. Um, but that's that's basically the gist of it. Um, we want to make sure that we're setting the right example for the youth, um, that we'll never give up on a dog, um, and we'll make sure that we're setting them up for the for success, for the right um, the right opportunities in their future. Mm-hmm. Um, we also provide all veterinary care for the pets, microchipping, and the CGC certification is a pretty big deal because we make sure that the dogs go home with basic obedience um, commands so that they can really um, hit the ground running in their new home. They know sit, stay, um, leash manners, uh, uh, how to greet a friendly stranger politely and also handling skills and shake do they know how to shake that's the big one (laughs) (laughs) some of them do (laughs) oh wow there you go that's impressive i cannot get my dog to shake he he is very much um food dependent unless you have like three (laughs) treats there it's not happening yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you mentioned the uh the cgc certification and then kind of the 
Uh, you know, maybe some of the training methods that you guys used as far as a dog staying overnight at a house, et cetera. Um, yeah, can can we just kind of dive into that? What are some of those training methods uh, that you use to to help these dogs who um, you know have experienced a rough past and aren't in the best uh, maybe frame of mind, et cetera? Um, you know, get back on their feet, so to say, and become uh, adoptable or at least uh, have the ability to to work with the youth here. Well, sure. Um, we do use positive reinforcement methods only. Things like choke chains and um, prong collars are prohibited. They're seen as paraphernalia and because we work in a correctional uh, facility. Um, and it's really important to us to teach the youth that they can make progress and an authority figure does not have to use negative, um, well, punitive methods to get their point across. Um, it teaches them part of the reason that the youth learn about patience and compassion is because of the methods that we use to train the dogs. Um, they have to really think of things from the dog's perspective and see how they're interpreting the scenario and kind of adjust their behavior accordingly to make sure that they're setting the dog up for success. Um, and it, one of the things that I really love about positive methods is that it teaches you to look for what you want to see in the world, what you want to see in the dog, um, rather than looking for all the things that you want to punish and stop. You're looking for the things that you want to see more of so that you can reward them. And that's actually a mindset that pretty easily bleeds over into other aspects of life. And when you're coming from um, an environment of strife where maybe a lot of the thing, the opportunities, um, their opportunities or the opportunities for the youth feel uh, insurmountable or um, their circumstances feel like they're inescapable, this is a really, really valuable tool. It teaches them um, to look at the world in a positive way and think of what they can do to change their behavior to make uh, for success so that they concede can succeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is Emily and Rena from Project Pooch. You can check out their website, www.pooch.org. Uh, they are located over in Lake Oswego off Boone's Ferry Road. And then I, I guess I'm just kind of curious um, how the interactions start between the, the dogs and the youth. I know you said you have, of course, some uh, systems set up with that school, McLaren. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, like where, where are the dogs uh and then where do the kids come from and then how do they how do they meet and then decide like okay this could be a good pairing for the uh or I guess I shouldn't call them kids but just youth in general uh to uh <laughs> to make that adoption yeah, so we actually have a, a kennel on site at McLaren Correctional Facility, and it's run by two kennel managers, and we also have professional dog trainers over there kind of teaching the youth um, how to train the dogs and work with them. And so the kennel managers and trainers know all the youth very well, as well as the dogs. Um, so they are responsible for pairing the youth with the specific dog. Um, and they get to work under the guidance of a professional. So if they get stuck or if something's not quite working out, they can make adjustments as they need to. Okay. And then you guys mentioned earlier a little bit on how, you know, the, the positive benefits of um, of the folks in the correctional facility working with the dogs and how that can change their outlook on life, et cetera. What are some of those results that you guys have been able to see uh, firsthand as, as part of your organization? I imagine that's probably pretty rewarding and pretty cool to see. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I mean, we see a lot of great results when our youth reenter society. A lot of them go on to earn college degrees. Um, many of them obtain employment in kennels, animal shelters, or become groomers or vet techs. Um, 
Actually, 83% of the youth that participated in our program between 2003 and 2017 had no new felony convictions within three years of their release. So it's a very low recidivism rate. Um, we actually just had one of our youth um, pass his canine specialist certification um, with an A. And so that'll teach him um, health protocols and um, nutrition in dogs and um, various grooming skills and, you know, all sorts of um, different things that will help him later on in life. And because they are, um, the youth are coming from all corners of Oregon and um, some areas of Washington, this really does help a lot to make sure that they are uh, contributing and behaving compassionately and with responsibility and patience once they go back into their respective communities. So it does have a statewide impact. Awesome. And then what are some of the challenges? I, I know it's kind of the down, <laughs> the, uh, the down <laughs> question of the interview, but um, of course, with everything, there are challenges. What are some of the challenges that you guys have encountered uh, during this whole process? Well, sure. Um, as all nonprofits are, we're donor-based. Um, we don't actually receive any funding from the government. So um, charitable and generous people are really what keeps this program going. Um, so that's always, you know, one of our biggest challenges is making sure that we have enough funds coming through the door to make sure that we can continue our work. Um, and this year in particular, we're facing a pretty large challenge because for the first time in 13 years, we're not in Give Guide, Willamette Week Give Guide. I think I said that wrong. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we'll end it. We give guide. Um, so we are we're hoping to generate some of those funds from um, generous individuals in the community to help make sure that we're able to provide the opportunities for change in youth and dogs that we know we can. Mm-hmm. And I was looking on your website, pooch.org, and there's a support us tab where uh, there's a donate kind of sub tab there um, where you can donate through uh, a secure online payment you got you got paypal there um yeah how can how can people help out and also i know uh you could volunteer as well and you guys have upcoming events so uh feel free for to to tell me and the, and the listeners uh what all everyone can do to help out absolutely um well, we're always looking for individuals who have skills that they can help teach the youth um, with re- in relation to animal husbandry and taking care of dogs. So um, we do like to have speakers come out to the kennel. We've had people come out and teach the youth how to train the dogs to participate in fly ball, agility, scent work. Um, so any of those things, if you're, if you're a dog trainer out there and you want to get involved and give back to the community, give us a call. We'd be happy to, um, to reach out and uh, set something up for the youth and for the dogs. Um, if, you're, you know, if you're an individual who wants to make a difference but doesn't really want to travel all the way to, McCl- to Woodburn, uh, Oregon, where our kennel is, that's okay. We're also, uh, you can set up a pennies for pooch jar at your local, and any local businesses, um, mom and pop shops are really great for that kind of thing, and it helps directly to impact the lives of youth and incarcerated youth and shelter dogs. Um, Some of you may know that Facebook has this wonderful tool where you can donate your birthday to the charity of your choice. So we always recommend that you think of Project Pooch when your birthday rolls around. Um, You can also help us out with our peer-to-peer fundraising campaign by spreading the word with your friends so that we can generate some more funds there. Um, There's fun things. If you have kids at home, you want to organize a bake sale, that's a great way to teach your 
your kids, um, you know, some business skills and how to, uh, you know, generate a goal and then follow through with it. Um, So we can always organize something like that with uh, Girl Scout troops or just your child if you, you know, if your, your kid wants to give back and get involved in the community. Um, and then also, of course, we're always looking for help, office help, <laughs> you know, the little stuff that needs to get done every day that, you know, slips through the cracks. That's mm-hmm. always a huge help. Mm-hmm. And then what is uh, the best way to contact you guys? Um, our best mode of contact is probably via phone. You can contact us at 503-697-0623, or you can send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at org. Okay. And then at www.pooch.org, and there's a big contact us uh, tab on there that folks who are listening uh, who want to get involved in anyway, I can go to and go ahead and click on that. All right, Emily and Rena, um, any, anything else that you guys would like to hit on as we wrap up here? You know, I think that's it. You know, we provide a lot of services for the youth. We, we want to make sure that, um, you know, the, the youth also get the opportunity to learn how to show do- adoptable dogs to potential adopters, um, and they develop marketing materials and flyers for the, for the dogs that are up for adoption. Um, they get, we, we coach them in resume writing and interview skills, personal finance, pet first aid, certification uh, training, and then also um, we offer scholarship programs for youth that are seeking higher education. So we try and do our best to set them up for success after their release. Cool. Well, this has been fun and informative, and thank you guys for coming on. And it sounds like um, a lot of people in the community could help play a part in, in doing what you guys are doing. Everyone loves dogs, and everyone loves helping out. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for doing what you do, first of all, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We were talking today with Emily and Rena from Project Pooch. Metroscope is an Entercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.